Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. And our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And welcome, 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 wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Uh, whether it's on 1360 in the front range, 1010 here in Phoenix, or maybe you're listening via podcast, the internet, I don't know, there's so many ways, YouTube, when I'm not blocked, uh, they tend to block me here and there, you know, what are you going to do, it is what it is, they don't want the truth to get out, that's what happens, but that's why you guys tune in, that's why you listen, you want to know what's happening, I will tell you, we got a lot to talk about, Uh, the Federal Reserve came out with their, their meeting, we're on the clock. We're on the clock. They didn't start anything yet. Remember, when is gold and silver? The rally is starting when things start. But they announced the start date. Uh, so I'll give you all the details. It was, I'll just put it this way. As I was watching him in this Zoom conference, I was really happy. I wear glasses. And... I was really, really happy because I thought his nose was going to come right through my computer screen and put my eye out. So I was glad that I had, I mean, I could have, I've heard a lot of, uh, let's just just say, uh, bovine special in my lifetime. Uh, This may have been the greatest bunch of, if it was a podcast, I'd be swearing right now. It's a family show, but 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 I'm going to give it to you. I, I will. I promise. I'll give it all to you. We're going to have a lot of fun with it too. Uh, joined as always with my partner and the man uh, that runs Colorado, Jason Walker is with us. And I know Jason, you were busy, so I know you couldn't watch uh, because you've got uh, other duties plus a show that was going on while he was talking. Uh, but uh, how are things up there? Busy. Everything's busy. Uh, we're dealing with the shows here at the radio station, the advertisers, trying to get sponsorships for the shows. It's it's a uh, it's an interesting job running a radio station for sure. And uh, yes, yeah, keep, keep me busy. And I'll say something about Jerome Powell. You know, be, being I don't know if they ever put the uh, the help wanted sign out next time they, uh, they change over to the next guy. But I wonder if like on the qualifications, it just says lying. I mean. If you're not good at lying, we don't want you. You really can't do this job. I mean, that is that's. I mean, essentially, I think. I think uh, when the lunch lady was there, when she got put on after a Bernanke, she was a really good liar. So that, that might be oh. the qualification. You know, wouldn't it be great? So, I, I, you know, none of us really know how it works anyway. But uh, they go through this pretend process, and they they get the candidate in front of the banking committee. But I wonder if they prep them beforehand. And, and one of the things, you know. Uh, tell us, you know, if you've, it's been a long time since I've done a job interview, <laughs> but they always like to, to, to ask the, the HR person, you know, tell us a time, uh, when your, your leadership skills, uh, really, uh, led to something extraordinary, something like that. I wonder if the Fed does, tell us a time when you told the best lie ever. Yeah, I, 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 want, I wonder, Joe, if they actually put a camera in front of him and says, now 
Try to convince us the sky is purple. Get, get a camera. Get, get the light <laughs> shining on them right, right in their face. You know, you can't handle the truth. You have ten guys trying to explain how the sky is purple, and the one guy that actually makes you think the sky is purple gets the job. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. There you go. Yeah, you're hired. We believed you the best. Uh, so, so we got a lot of things to cover. A couple of, couple of announcements. So the last of the silver rounds is well, it should be in Colorado tomorrow. Should be in Colorado. We don't control the delivery, so it could be Monday. Jason is already booked up, so he'll be calling you next week for for those appointments. Uh, Silver Eagles in Phoenix, as you know, we told you last week. UPS will not allow for any insured packages to go to Phoenix. Uh, there was there's been a major theft. Uh, in the, uh, I guess, the UPS Depot here in, in Phoenix. I think it's in Goodyear. Uh, we are actually going to the Bullion Bank uh, to pick up the Silver Eagles. We'll have Silver Eagles for Phoenix, if you've been waiting in Phoenix, uh, on Monday. Colorado, you you guys are fine. They, 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 there's no Apparently, nobody's stolen anything from the Denver UPS facility, but it was a pretty big heist, Jason. Right, three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, so we actually had customers um, on the other side of the country wanting to send silver. Uh, they were selling some silver back, uh, and they called us up and, and said, and said, "Hey, UPS won't allow me to to send it because he want the guy wanted to insure it," and we said, "Yeah." You know, we had to you know, tell him what's going on, and and uh, he ended up sending it another way. But um, that'll be here Monday. Metals plants. So this is the end of the third quarter. Deliveries are going to start, uh, maybe as early as today. But I'll say this: by 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 Monday, metals plants will be rolling. So. Uh, be, be on the lookout. Remember, Metals Plans, we've shipped to FedEx. We are shipping FedEx. If you have, uh, I know we've reached out to everybody in the Metals Plans. If you've given us your email address, you will get email notifications. For those of you that don't have email, yes, we have a lot of customers that don't have email. Uh, we'll notify you with your tracking number as well. So when we get back. What kind of great lies did Jay Powell tell yesterday? We'll bring you up to speed. 800-951-0592. I'll say this. Gold's down 20. Silver's down 20. I think this is just what I think. First of all, this is the most ridiculous drop I've seen. Only because his comments were absolutely idiotic. But that's okay. The dollar's actually down today uh, on the news. So they, they obviously they left interest rates unchanged at zero. Uh, the taper. Now, he did bring up taper. And they're going to start that in six weeks. I think that's going to be it. That's going to be the bottom in gold. And, and really, I kind of think wherever gold bottoms here, that's the bottom. Think it's going to go lower than that, uh, and then taper is going to start. Uh, they they 
They want to finish tapering. So remember, they're buying $120 billion a month. Sometime end of summer next year. That's their plan. We'll see. We'll see. I doubt that is gonna, they're going to stick to it, but we'll see. Remember yesterday I told you about the dot plot. Nobody was talking about the dot plot, and I'm like, oh, you know. Sure enough, Jason, they're all dot plotty. A whopping, ready for this, so now, now remember, there's 19 dots. And you know, Jay Powell gets a dot, right? Uh, uh, Metzger gets a dot. You know, all the Fed governors get dots, Bullard and Rosengren, uh, you know. Only nine get to vote. But there's there's a total of 16 different dots, right? You, know, you get a dot, everyone gets a dot. Six of them put a dot that they were going to raise interest rates once before the end of next year. And apparently that was very bullet. I mean, I'm... And I'm thinking, what what could possibly be what the other people are possibly thinking? What could they possibly be seeing that would say that they don't need to raise rates? That's what kind of is is, is scary and mind-blowing at the same time. 2023, they've penciled in. Now, they did use the word pencil, Jason, to be fair. <laughs> right? This is only with pencil. But they've penciled in. Got to remember in school when you had to write reports and you had to use a pen? You know, because we didn't have computers growing up. You didn't have uh, Microsoft Word, right? You had, to, you had to use pen. And I always used to do it because, I, I, first of all, I, I couldn't spell. <laughs> and I always made a lot of mistakes. So I'd write it in pencil first, and then I would trace over it with pen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I know. You're like, this is the genius we're listening to? I know. But uh, in pencil, three rate hikes. So that's the follow along here. Start taper in December. Finish tapering sometime by the end of summer. One rate hike in 2022. Three in 2023 and three in 2024, Jason. That is their big... They think they're going to fix all of our inflation problems uh, by... Now, right now, to be fair, I say interest rates are zero. The Fed funds rate, technically, it's 0. .05. So that that brings that the, the Fed's funds rate to 1.8% uh, three years from today, Jason. I don't even know why they even prognosticate what they're doing in 2024. I mean, the whole world's going to be different by then. <laughs> what, 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 a, what a thing to do to, to say this is what we're going to do. And it, it, boy, by the time we actually get to these positions, it's the, everything can be completely changed. It's, I just, so, it's ridiculous. It, it, well, it, it's idiotic, obviously. And again, I like to bring it up because... I just, to your point, I'm not even going to hold 2024 against them. 2022, however. That's, yeah, that's coming. Right? 
come on. Now here's what was the, here was the best part. Here's the part where thankfully, thankfully, I wasn't drinking anything because it would have came out my nose. It, it just when in the talk of inflation came up. With uh, and now again, Rao, it's only a Zoom call, so, so he seems to perform better that way. But he said that they they have an inflation number for 2022 of 2.2 oh, percent, just boy. just slightly above. Yeah, see, it's fine. And guess what, Jason? Here's even better news. They said right now they have inflation at 2.1% in 2023. See? Everything's great. I mean, we told you we've got a mandate for 2%, and it's only 2.2. I mean, it's just slightly above. And so I was like, okay. All right. One of these quote-unquote reporters, and, you know, they've got the little Zoom screen and the boxes, you know. I'm like, okay, one of them is at least going to say, wait a minute. You said that, first of all, you said at this point last year, go back to the Fed meeting at this point last year. Remember what he told us. There's going to be no inflation. Matter of fact, they, they said inflation in 2021 was going to continue to be well below target. That's what they said. Right, Jason? Yeah. I, I, I'm i afraid of the things that they're getting ready for. Because, uh, Joe, I think that they, I'm going to let you finish, but I, I think they can actually make this happen, but uh, under certain circumstances, and it would be very bad for us. Yeah. And, and so think about this. So obviously now inflation's at least what they admit to, of over 5%. Yep. I want to know. Nobody, not one single reporter, not one, asked, hey, how did you come up with 2.2%, Chairman? How was that miraculously going to happen? Because last year at this time, you told us inflation was only going to be, I think they were targeting 1.6%. But no one did. No one did. And and again, this is the, this is really where we're at right here. We, nobody is going to step up and say, "Wait a minute, you don't know what you're talking about." Because let's face it, that would be bad. Wouldn't that be bad? Yeah. Right? Could you imagine what I, what they could possibly say? What what would they? Oh, we we just think it's going to let up. How is this magically going to happen? I can give you a, I can give you one uh, option, Joe. <laughs> you know, they say transitory for inflation, and you can control inflation, and you have to raise the rates. And in the 1970s and the early 80s, uh, they rose the rates dramatically to get on top of this thing. If the, if the economic world in America is is collapsing and going crazy, let's just say early next year. Uh, you, you can end your transitory inflation by raising rates like crazy while the whole thing is crashing. Of course, they'll have something to blame the crash on other than their games. 
And yeah, you can get your two percent inflation, but how how high is that interest rate going to have to be, Joe? Twenty five percent, thirty percent. Let me. I'm going to say this: one point eight percent. Not going to get it done. No. But again, they have no intention of really fighting inflation. This is part. Of, I'll be honest with you. Part of the reason. So here's the great. The Dow's up like four or five hundred points. <laughs> yeah. I told you the, the dollar is actually falling today. Gold selling. This is. Uh, I don't want to call it a fake sell off, but it really is. It really is. All is all is this is saying to to everybody is, hey, the Fed's really not serious, right? Loose monetary policy. When you think about somehow magically our inflation problems are just apparently they're going to magically go away, and we're not going to have to fight inflation. And they said on inflation, here's, here's what's so funny. They're patting themselves on the back still. Because they said, for inflation, this was a, a direct quote, we appear to have achieved more significant progress, substantial further progress. Progress? What, what, what do you mean, progress? Well, you got to remember, after we rigged all the inflation data, we were telling you that inflation didn't hit 2% for like 10 years. So they're very happy, and I told you this would happen. When this 2% mandate came about with Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen, the great masterminds of it, I said, don't worry. The day we go way over 2%, they'll tell you that that was, it's progress. It's, it's, yep. it's fine. So he goes on. So, so after saying significant progress and substantial further progress, I mean, so think about this sentence. For inflation, we appear to have achieved more than significant progress, substantial further progress. That part of the test has been achieved, in my view. Oh, Oh, I didn't know it was a test, Jason. It was just a test. Maybe he needs glasses. That's all right. His his view, right? Look at, you know, I'm judging ourselves. And guess what? We passed. Yes. We've done it. We have surpassed 2%. Now, granted, we passed it. It went way past it. But that's okay. And that was it. That's all they had. To, he was like Forrest. That's all I have to say about that. Yep, yep. We passed the test. And Joe, the, See, I, I didn't know. Joe, the market's going up today like this. You know, when when he says, you know, to a bunch of gamblers, you've got six more weeks before we're actually going to do something. All these gambler guys that are playing in the markets, they they want to make sure that. They can ride it all the way to the top high. They want to be able to say to their friends, I sold right before it crashed. And well, he- and again, though, the the bigger thing, you know, the taper thing, everyone's known that was coming for a while. They were more concerned about, uh-oh, are they, are they going to fight inflation? Because they didn't know. We, st- <clears throat> right. we, we, You know, as of today, right, they're still pretending that that it's not happening. Apparently, they just passed the test. 
He just, he said it right there. Oh yeah, we passed that test. Check that box. Apparently, he had three boxes he wanted to check. Number one was recovery. Well, yep, check that box. I know GDP slowing, but but we'll check. You know, we we got we're, we're projecting three percent GDP, so we'll check that. Unemployment. Now, unfortunately for him, the data actually doesn't support what he said. But they're like, hey, we think that's gonna we think that's gonna fix itself. So let, we're gonna give ourselves a check anyway. By the way, jobless claims today rose again. Not a good sign. Three hundred fifty-one thousand. We were we were going lower. Now all of a sudden, it's going the other way again. Uh, but we'll see. But he gave himself a check on that one. Now that one, well, you know, that one he gave him a, a, in pencil. He penciled that. The other one was this two percent inflation. Gave him a big check on that one too. Oh, yeah, we passed it. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Well, I got news for old Jay Powell. If, if inflation is, is only going to be 2.2%, there's going to be monkeys flying out of my backside all year next year. I don't think that's going to happen. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, we did have some economic data out today. I told you about jobless claims rising again. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with summer's over, right? Uh, the the layoffs in, in hotels and all those things. Arizona had a big jump last week. California had a big jump this week. Uh, Louisiana had a big negative one this week. So, uh, but but three fifty one going the wrong way. And we still got twelve million people on extra benefits. Uh, the other thing. And this one was was kind of interesting. Was the U.S. service the PMI? This is purchasing managers. Now again, this is a survey, but they go out, you know, and call these uh, the purchasing managers of companies. And so you know, you're 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 dealing with big companies in this. Fell again. Matter of fact, uh, the lowest I think this year. Uh, the manufacturing was at 60. The U.S. surface sector, so the surface sector, this is going to be like plumbers, air conditioner, carpet cleaners. You know, they, they, you know, you're providing a service for somebody. That one hit a, the lowest in a year and a half. That was down to 54. Uh, and, and again, when you look into the details, input cost rose at a sharper pace in September. In other words, the purchasing managers were saying it's getting worse, not better. They said that the rate of inflation was the fastest in months, the second highest level on record, Jason. So yesterday, and, and you gotta, you got to know, the Fed, he's already, they already had this data. Before he even gave that speech, knowing that according to uh, the people out there that employ Americans, not only is inflation heating up again, it's the second highest level on record. 
and he's saying, ah, it's only going to be 2% again. I'm going to tell you right now, inflation is going to run 4, 5, 6, 7% again next year. Be ready. They said supply chains disruptions, material shortage, transportation costs, labor. I mean, right, they don't miss a beat. I mean, when it's that universal, it's one thing. If, if oil spiked to $150 a barrel, okay, probably transitory, right? Because it'll fall back down. But that's not what they're saying. They're saying, listen, every part of our chain costs more. The raw materials cost more. To get the raw materials to us cost more. To get the raw materials to us takes longer. For us to produce those raw materials into a finished product costs more. The electricity costs more. The natural gas costs more. The oil costs more. All of it costs more. The labor used to take those raw materials and make it into a finished good costs more. Shipping containers cost more. (laughs) For us to ship the finished products costs more. Right? It's the whole chain. I'll add this to it. FedEx and UPS. Uh, earnings not great. Why? Well, everything costs more. Uh, both of them announced price hikes. UPS six more percent. Right up, boom, six percent. And you know what? That's like, it's like the third price hike from UPS this year. So again, I. I, I it makes the markets feel better, and, and, and it just shows you. I want, and the reason why I'm kind of badgering this point, I've been telling you for a long time, the Federal Reserve is not your friend. You get, you're getting brainwashed into believing that it is, right? The fact that the Dow's up 500 points, right? They're, they're sitting there clapping on TV. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Here's the sad part. You know what's up today? Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, right? (laughs) Unfortunately for you and your 401ks, I mean, you got some exposure to that. It doesn't change the fact that a lot of your stuff's down 20%, and it's going to get worse. They don't care that things, because let's face it, we know inflation's really probably, what, 12 to 15% if if you did housing accurately at a minimum. They don't care. This is how bad, I want you to understand how bad it is, because one of the big things they did is we've talked a little bit about the repo market. In other words, at the end of the day, what do we do with all this extra money? And this is not just banks, money markets. We don't even know now. I'll, I'll say this. The Federal Reserve yesterday allowed, Jason, they increased by almost, almost double, about, about, about a 70% increase in, in approved counterparties that can leave money at the central bank overnight. Because remember, 
They don't leave the extra money in the banking system. Just in case a bank goes under, right? They don't have to worry about only getting 250000 bucks, so they're not even going to get that, but they, they don't do it. So they have what they call an overnight repo. And you, we've talked about this before. That's the one where they're, they're leaving over a trillion dollars there. Yep. Because normally what they'll do is they'll buy a very short-dated treasury. But these treasuries, when you're buying like a one-week treasury, you're literally yielding nothing. And the Fed actually is paying a little bit of interest because they know if they didn't, those short-dated treasuries would actually be negative. And they don't, they don't want that. That would, you know, money market, that would break the buck of the money market, blah, blah. Stuff you don't need to worry about. They were only allowing 74 counterparties as of yesterday. Today, 130. They were only allowing for $80 billion per counterparty. That was the most you could leave there. Today, you can now leave $160 billion. So they've doubled it. Because they know none of these banks, none of these hedge funds, none of these money markets, they don't want to buy this debt. We're going to talk more about that when we return. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News, our Joe Jaquin, Jason Walker. We're talking about overnight repos. So let me let me tell you what this was designed for. It was designed for the, the banks that are allowed to profit, if you will, from the debt auction. So every day, we we auction off, and you know, depending on the day, anywhere from fifty to two hundred billion dollars a day. We've got to sell, sell these bonds. We got to roll over debt. Uh, those are called primary dealers. So when we have these auctions, after everybody has submitted their bids, whatever's left over. In other words, whatever didn't sell, the primary dealers have to buy. Period. And of course, that would cause problem, right? A cash flow problem. If they had to buy too many, well, they go in overnight and dump them all over there, and 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 there you can see. Okay, that's a decent reason, I guess. You know, it'd be a lot better. Right? Like, there shouldn't be anything left over. No one should be forced to buy anything. People don't know this, but that's what's happening right now. Who knows how much debt we're really selling. But now, all of the money that they've created floating around in the system, like the $120 billion a month of quantitative easing, normally that would have to be bought by these primary dealers. right? They, they would have to buy it. Well, now they've got cash because they don't have to buy it because the Fed's buying it. So they said, okay, well, you guys can park money here. 
And it used to only be about 30 or so banks. Then it got 50, 74. Now it's 128. They're saying that these counterparties, always the primary dealers, like I just said that, they now include government-sponsored enterprises, such as Fannie and Freddie and Jitty uh, Mac, if that's still around, and, all, and now all the money market funds. They're saying that all the new counterparties were all money market funds, Jason. Last night, 77 counterparties left a record $1.28 trillion in cash. I've got a funny feeling that by tomorrow, we could see that number uh, grow to maybe 100. They're up to, they're, you can have, what is it, 128. I don't know if every counterparty would leave money there. But this number's going to grow. We're probably going to get to 1.5. We may even get to $2 trillion. This is how broken the system is. And here's the thing. As the Fed starts tapering, all of this money now is going to get spent, which is going to create an even more inflationary pressure. This is, this is money the Fed is trying to take out of circulation Right, telling the banks, hey, you don't have to worry. Don't put it out there because that'll make inflation even worse. This is going to cause a big problem again into next year, Jason. All of this money is going to get unleashed eventually. Now, granted, it's going to get spent on debt, but it doesn't matter. It's still back in circulation. Right, and, and you know, when you look at quantitative easing after the housing crash, Joe, it was different than what you're describing now. That's why the inflation is so bad now. I mean, they they, they just bailed out the banks essentially that was all they did the money didn't really go anywhere and that's why you didn't have the inflation and this is why gold came down you had that spike in 2011 because they essentially said look it's just it's the money's kind of frozen in a place that needed it but that's not what we have now now we have is it's 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 like you said say before it's sloshing around all over the system and it's it's uh it's causing a lot of inflation a lot and a lot more of it i it's his comments were ridiculous Absolutely outright lies. Wishful thinking. Jason will tell you, oh, it's all planned. Yep. It's all scripted. Right? They know. But again, here's the problem. Is the idiot box and everyone else, you don't know. Right? But that was a five, I'm not kidding, it's up 500 points. You know why? And it's so funny. I'm reading these comments from these people out there that, you know, of course, these are guys, you know, always buy stocks, always buy debt. But no one actually believes them. I'm and reading uh, these because these guys, they all release these little newsletters and uh, to and their investors and their billionaire buddies. They actually don't believe that the Fed's going to raise rates. None of them. Even though they said, you know, great credit, a whole whopping one rate hike next year, none of them actually believe it. But, Joe, look at look at all the down days in the market coming up to this week. And it's, and like I said, it's all about you know, giving, giving another another six weeks. I mean, that's what he did. He gave another six weeks, and now I think the, I think people were pulling out. People were, 
we're bracing for, well, we don't know what he's going to say. There's a whole bunch of people that actually think, you know, things will go to the left or go right, go up or down. And then he had his meeting, and he, he said, okay, six more weeks, and then we're going to do stuff in six weeks. And then the money yeah, comes like back Puxatani in. It's like Puxatani Phil. It's Puxatani Phil! And you know what the Fed's doing, Joe? They're monitoring how many people are getting out leading up to that Fed meeting. They're looking at that. They know. They, you know it, if you're going to pull the rug out, you want to do it at just the right time. So they're watching the behavior. Yeah, I, I agree. That's right. It's six more weeks of winter, according to Jay Powell. But, but again, I don't think anybody really believes it. I don't believe it. Jason doesn't believe it. But, but either way, there you go. That was the big narrative today. All it does is create buying opportunities. Uh, insurance got cheap. Not that much cheaper, unfortunately, but a little bit cheaper. Hey, cheaper is better. Cheaper insurance is always better. Patriot Radio News, our final segment coming up. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News, our final segment on this Thursday. We're trying to wheel and deal. There's just nothing out there. Uh, we've got 3020s, 3-0. That's sad. 3020s. 2040. So that's a new lower price here. 2040 at 800 951 Gold's at 1751, 1752. Silver's at 2270. Uh, the Dow is up. <laughs> I don't mean the 520 points because no one actually believes anything Jay Powell says. Well, the gold market, you know, as always, and, and again, this is how it works. The same people that are driving up the Dow 500 points are the same people that sold gold today. Well, you know, they didn't sell gold. They just shorted it uh, because they believe this is risk off. In other words, hey, the Fed's not serious. Unfortunately, that's the message that he sent. And that's the exact message he wanted to send, which is, Oh, no, don't worry, because we're just going to tell you that there's going to be no inflation again. That's all. And then when it happens, well, we'll just adjust it higher at that time. So there you go. Uh, that's what's out there. U.S. $20 gold, uh, twenty forty. Uh, today's the last, very last day on quarters, rolls of quarters, 200 bucks. You're going to save 15 bucks a roll. They're going to be 215 tomorrow. Uh there's just no silver out there. There's there's no silver eagles out there right now. Uh, junk silver. We're, we're basically running on the supply that we have. Uh, hopefully, in the next week it'll lo- loosen up. But if these prices stay here, I, Jason, it won't. No yeah, one's going to yep. sell silver at twenty two dollars. Nobody. No. No. It, it, since coronavirus showed up last year, the the premiums have been high. It just does it doesn't come down. So yeah, the the, the spot comes down, but. Uh, the, the physical market is, is not having it. Yeah, and every time the spot comes into the physical market, everything disappears. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but uh, that's where we're at. U.S. $20 gold, 2040, 800-951-0592. As Jay J- Powell said, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter, baby. Uh, and then we'll start with our, our great big tapering plan. I wonder how – we'll see. Do you think – I'll ask you, Jason. Here you go. Here's a good question. Okay. Do you think the Fed will get to zero as far as taper uh, by the middle of next year? 
No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no. There'll be there's going to be emergencies far before the uh, middle of next year. That's see, and this is the problem. Here's my fear. My fear is if they don't, how bad is inflation going to be? And if they do, how bad is inflation going to be? Because for them to actually stick to this timeline will mean inflation's really bad. If there's any let up at all in inflation then we're probably going to see uh, a slowdown in the taper. But that's what we have here. Patriot Radio News Hour. God bless everybody. Jason and I will be back tomorrow. 